It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 308 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. This episode is called Diablo 3 Anniversary. It is May 21, 2021, and this is Jen. And I'm going to start off the show instead of doing my weekend gaming. I'm going to substitute something else because I haven't really played much. I've put some videos up and that's about it. Two days ago, I got one of the COVID vaccines, and it's one of those two-shot ones instead of the one-shot ones, because I didn't think my rotten little immune system could handle the the one-and-done version. So um, I just went into a CVS and said I want the vaccine, and I got the vaccine, and it was really easy. The person that gave it to me said that they had done a whole bunch of vaccinations in another county in um, or another town in the county I'm in and thought they'd done like 90 people the day before and this person did an excellent job administering the shot I didn't really even feel it it's intramuscular which is going to hurt more than a subcutaneous shot but I really didn't feel much of anything some of that is because I have no fear of needles and some of it is because I have fibromyalgia and you develop a real high pain tolerance when you have something like that so it went really well I'm not experiencing any weird symptoms at all. To my surprise, the first day it cleared my sinuses better than my allergy medication does. So that was a nice little bonus. And I've been a bit tired. I slept like 12 hours the night that I got the vaccine. But again, my chronic illnesses make me do this anyway. So everything's pretty normal over here with that. And I'm just a little achy today in some places. The spot on my arm where the vaccine went stopped hurting today it i mean like i could bump into it i slept on it i didn't even feel it so i'm doing well i'm a little tired i may screw up some things in this episode as a result but i'm gonna try to give you a good show anyway and that's all i'm gonna say about that so this episode is called diablo 3 anniversary and the reason it's called that is because on may 15 2021 the diablo account at diablo posted a tweet that said thank you for the pleasure of slaughtering you throughout these infernal years and wrote hashtag Diablo 3 and there's a graphic it's got the Diablo 3 graphic and it says ninth anniversary underneath it next to it is a picture of Leah looking very upset with what we originally called the femme Diablo behind her like looming behind her and it works out pretty it's a good graphic I like the way they did it it seems like whoever's doing the art for the socials for Diablo Pablo is pairing up like a logo with a piece of art and so I like what they've decided with that man nine years ago time flies by you know I mean it just like I don't feel like I'm done with Diablo 3 yet and I've been playing since the beginning I've been playing since the first well I played the beta I don't know if they had an alpha and a beta but if I did I was in both of them if they had it And I remember opening night when you couldn't get in and you kept getting errors and stuff like that. And it just seems like it wasn't that long ago at all. And yet here we are still playing it. And 
some of the other Diablo games that are starting to appear and be playable. So it's kind of neat. And in the fashion that they've done with the Diablo accounts, at least on Twitter, the person running the account or persons, I don't know who, but they're doing a great job of personifying the Dark Lord in this, you know, Diablo. So somebody named Wing the Quick said, It's a great game. Well done. Still holds the record for my longest nighttime gaming stretch, 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. And Diablo responds, It's easy to lose track of time when when being endlessly tortured. And it just keeps going like that. Somebody else says, Happy ninth anniversary to one of my most played games in recent years. Still getting fresh content updates, keeping me playing each season. And that person's using their full name, so I'm not going to say it because I don't know if they want that repeated. And Diablo says, May the flames of hell continue to beckon you. And it just goes on and on. And it's just, it's fun. Somebody posted photos of all of the Diablo games that they have and, um, on different uh, platforms and stuff like that. And the Diablo account posted, The Dark Lord applauds this glorious collection. And it goes on and on. So, you know, they're doing a really, really good job with um, what they're doing on their socials. To move on, uh, the Diablo account also posted on May 19 uh, a request to see your fan art. They wrote this. We see your, quote, fan art, mortals. Your worship moves us. Tag hashtag Diablo fan art with your impression of the demon of hell you hold most dear. The Dark Lord will feature a chosen few at the end of the month. And then there's a little flame emoji. And then they posted a drawing of a demon. Might be Mephisto. I'm not entirely sure. It's a really nicely done, looks like pen and ink drawing. And I can see that it's actually on a sketchbook. And it's by uh, Dean Granadin. It's really neat. And so it's been highlighted here with the name and the the Instagram account name that it came from. There's a link to it if you want to see more of it or more of that person's work. And it says hashtag Diablo fan art. And people have been posting their art as you go in there. There's only a couple that's attached directly to that tweet, but I think there might be more. I haven't drawn any of the demons from Diablo, so I didn't join in. But it's kind of neat that they're really seeking fan art to highlight. I don't think a lot of companies do that, and this one is. And as someone who does draw a lot of stuff, it's kind of neat to see that it's being, you know, welcomed by the company that, you know, we're drawing all the art for in this case. Or some of us are. And then on May 18th, there is a short little video post about Challenge Rift 204. And today's the 21st, so you probably have a little bit of time to do that one if you want to. And it's a Demon Hunter Challenge Rift, and the Guardian is Sand Shaper. And they the Diablo account wrote, Can this powerful variant of Zoltan Cool escape your grenades? And there's a little video there. If you want to see what that's like and how much time you have and what the demon hunter is uh, using and wearing and all of that kind of stuff, as you would expect from a Greater Rift post. Moving on to Diablo Immortal, they've posted this five second video of this huge bluish and greenish monster and kind of some purple in there too, with all these horns on his back and it's sort of... At first glance, it kind of looks like a dinosaur type thing to me, and it's called the gl the Glacial Colossus. So Diablo Immortal wrote, or tweeted, The Glacial Colossus serves as the everlasting guardian of the Iceburn Tear, or Tear, T-E-A-R, Tear, 
a stone found in the cavern of echoes that emanates a cold nearly as potent as the chill of death itself. And people are responding to this saying it looks really awesome and things like that. And they're asking for keys for Diablo Immortal, and that's not how that works. And it's just really neat art. Again, I'm always impressed with the art that comes from the Diablo games and the team behind it. And it's, it's you know, check it out. Even if you're not in the uh, closed alpha, it's still worth looking at that kind of stuff. Because you'll get in there eventually. The game is going to launch sometime. I think this year is what I've heard. So there we are. Moving on a little bit more, we have a thing from Pure Diablo, and this was posted on May 19 by Vang, and it's called Diablo 2 and how it's different from other ARPGs, and so it's got like a whole description here, what Diablo 2 is and isn't, a comparison between D2 and D3, a comparison between D2 and Path of Exile, and some other stuff. So if you're new to the Diablo series, this might be useful information. Or if you just want to see if you already knew this stuff, you could check that out there as well. And then there's another one from Pure Diablo. I think I mentioned last time they are they have done a series of closer looks at Diablo 2 resurrected monsters. And the one I'm looking at was post on May 18 and this is their third part and there's like a video in there and some descriptions so you can take a really close look at what these little animations looked like if you're interested in seeing that sort of thing. I couldn't find many podcasts uh, that have been posted since last episode was posted on the 14th. The last episode of Shattered Soulstone was posted on the 14th. Uh, On May 17th, however, there is the new meta podcast, episode 147, and it is about the quarterly Blizzard investor call, and that's uh, hosted by Lord Fluffy, so you can check that out. It is on YouTube, and everything I talk about in the show, as always, will be posted in the show notes on ShatteredSoulstone.com with a link so you can go check out whatever caught your attention. And I've got an article from Max Roll written by Facefoot. This one's about cosmetics, pets, wings, and transmogs. That's a lot of stuff. There's a whole lot of... There's many pets. I don't have them all. I, I really don't. Some of them you have to buy. Some of them you have to have attended a BlizzCon. Some of them you have to have logged in. Um, like there was one that had to do with StarCraft and you got like a little spaceship thingy. I don't know the proper name for if you logged in like around that day, you know, it just, there's various ways to do it. There are a, a select amount of pets you can earn in Diablo three. If you uh, kill a menagerist treasure goblin and they will drop a little thing that looks like a legendary item. And when you click on it, you get a pet and you go pick it up from the mystic with the little wardrobe thing. If you, if you're unaware of this, I mean, I don't know if, Anyone really explain that when it started happening, but I think by now the assumption is, oh, everybody knows how to do this, but my assumption is there's always somebody new playing, you know, maybe who was too young when this game came out or something, and so I explain what I can in case, I mean, no one knows everything, right? This has uh, some stuff in here, and there's like a section you can look at um, with different pets for season 23. So for season 23, there is the Lacuni Cub, pet if you finish the entire season journey and uh also if you finish through chapter four you get the what is this thing called emerald serpent which i have tried to get in the past and never quite got there because i don't know the seasons this has been offered in i've been busy and or sick either busy from work or sick from just my chronic illnesses and i haven't gotten it yet so i'm gonna have to get in there and do that there's a whole list of other pets that are for purchase or world drops 
And I've gotten a few of them. I've gotten two of them. There's the um, Bones is the skeletal dog you get from having the Reaper of Souls Digital Deluxe Edition. There's a Half-Formed Golem by buying the Rise of the Necromancer DLC. And then there's Liv More, L-I-V More. It's a little girl. And it's rewarded by killing Ravi Lilywhite, who is a rare spawn in the Weeping Hollow Act 1. So I'm going to have to look at that one and try to find that at some point. You can get... I don't know if this is boring to you, but maybe you don't have all of these pets. So there's two Darkening of Tristram pets. And I've written a lot about this on bookofgen.net. And I think I may have... I think I did a video at some point, but I don't know if I talked about the pets. So there's a Butcher pet. It looks like the Butcher from, you know, the earlier game... Kind of. I mean, it's not as pixelated. And you can get that by uh, killing the Dark Lord in a solo game, starting with a level one character in the Darkening of Tristram, which only takes place in January. So start with a new character. Don't go in with a character that's beyond level one. Otherwise, you can't get this pet. And then the Royal Calf has a whole puzzle for you to solve before you can get that one. And I'll leave you to read on that. It's not as hard as it might be. As you might think, but if you know what to do, it makes it a lot easier before you go in. So next January, come back to this thing that I'm going to link to in my show notes, and then you can see how to do it. There's also things dropped by the Menagerist Goblin. And so there's Blaze, which is a flaming skull. There's Buddy, which is a dog-like pet. And I like that one because it says something like he likes to play catch the skull, but make sure no one's using the skull first. There's the Bumble. It's like a little Yeti kind of thing. and it, Well, it's not little. It's quite big, actually. It stands up pretty tall next to the Barbarian. There's Charlotte, which is a spider. There's a friendly gauntlet, which looks like, you know, I guess it's, I think it's called Thing from the Adams Family, but it's like a gauntlet. You can tell it's like a, well, a gauntlet. It's kind of metal looking. There's Galthrak the Unhinged, which is a strange looking crab-like monster. There's Grunk, who is... I'm not sure what he is exactly. <laughs> There's Haunting Hannah, who is an armored ghost-like creature. There's Humbert Wessel, who has a lot of lore connected to him, along with Zale. And I'll leave you... I'll put a link into the show notes where I've talked about these two in my Jen's Lore Corner. Lady Morthanu, really hard to say, is uh, like a Kazra, like a little Kazra, and carries like a sword, and you could bring her into battle with you, but all the pets, the only thing the pets do is pick up gold. So you don't have to, you know, she's not really going to fight anything. And then there's Lamb. And I talked about Lamb in a previous episode because uh, the Diablo account attempted to feature him as a new boss. And I thought it was hysterically funny. It's a little boy with a sword and a shield. And that's what he looks like. And then there's one of my favorites, which is Malfeasance. And it's a like a floating, creepy, skeletal-looking thing with arms that just flies around behind you. Ms. Madeline looks like a like a voodoo kind of thing. And there's a mimic, which of course looks like a chest. If you've played D&D, you know what that is exactly. Uh, Lady Josephine is one of the teddy bears you can get. She's bright red. The whole teddy bear is bright red. There's Queen of the Succubi. I don't have that one yet. Um, it's a random drop from a Menagerous Goblin. I don't think I have that one. Maybe I do. I'll check later. And then there's the thing called That Which Must Not Be Named. It is a cow standing on two feet holding a spear and wearing a crown, which is kind of funny. That one does not come from the Darkening of Tristram. Um, and there's a Unicorn. It's a white unicorn-looking thing. There is a different version that dropped in the past. I have... I think I have... I know I have the other one, and it's black. So there's, like different versions of these things that you can sometimes get. 
So I'll have to go and see if I can figure out where to find those. And then there's, let's see, there's all these wings. The cosmic wings are the ones everybody's after. And there's a description in here on how you might be able to get it, but it's incredibly rare. There's the wings for the Crypt Guardian, which comes from the Necromancer DLC. There's some of these I've never seen ever. Uh, there's um, wings of the dedicated, which is also uh, achieve basic completion of 24 set dungeons, excluding the ones for the necromancer. So you got to do a lot of set dungeons to get that one to appear for you. Falcon wings is they came out of a mysterious chest found in the gardens of hope first tier. I do have that one. Wings of mastery is for completing 24 set dungeons, excluding the necromancer one. And Trey Ghoul's wings is obtained from completing every achievement for the necromancer. I don't know if I have that one. So this is a really useful resource if you're hunting pets and, and wings. And there's there's other transmogs in here too. Uh, not specifically pointed out in this article, but still it's the wings are kind of a transmog sort of thing. You know, it's not you can equip them, but they're not armor or anything like that. They won't boost your whatever. But it's kind of neat, and I'm surprised by how many I actually have, and now I want to go after the rest. And you might want to do that, too, after hearing me ramble on about all these cool things you can just pick up if you're lucky enough to find them. So we're going to move on a little bit out of Diablo itself for a while. I found this... think. I found this piece of information on NVIDIA, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, their website. And as you may know, a lot of people who are very, very interested in mining cryptocurrency have been buying up NVIDIA's cards to use them for that purpose. NVIDIA has decided that they don't want that to happen anymore. So what they're doing, quite literally, is nerfing their cards from here on out. They're not going to nerf the ones that are already in circulation, but... You know, you got to figure that those cards are going to wear out eventually. And what will happen is the new ones won't be as effective for cryptocurrency at all. Now, NVIDIA does make one that's for mining cryptocurrency, but it will not play video games. It won't do the graphics and that kind of stuff. So this is like a big, hey, guys, stop using our stuff for what it's not supposed to be used for kind of thing from NVIDIA. And so part of what they're talking about is that they, wanted to do this to be able to allow gamers to actually get the cards that are made for gaming so they can put them in their PCs and use them and that kind of thing and they're nerfing they're nerfing the cards so they're going to um, I'm going to read you a little paragraph from this to help get GeForce GPUs into the hands of gamers, we announced in February that all GeForce RTX 3060 graphics cards shipped with a reduced Ethereum hash rate. Today, which was, I don't know, 18th, May 18th today, uh, we're taking additional measures by applying a reduced ETH. ETH hash rate to newly manufactured GeForce RTX 380, RTX 30, sorry, 3080, RTX 3070, and RTX 3060 Ti graphics cards. These cards will start shipping in late May. So some of those are going to be coming out pretty soon. And I think from what I've read on the internet, just kind of tracking down, you know, okay, what is this all about? Will this actually work sort of thing? Um, there's a couple of things to know. One, the boxes on the nerfed cards that are going to be less appealing for people who want to use them for cryptocurrency mining will have something on the box specifically that says it has a lower hash rate. So you'll know if you go into a store and all you want to do is mine cryptocurrency, you'll know whether those cards are going to be something that's going to work for you or not. 
the other cards, as I said, they're still going to be in you know, circulating and stuff like that. The prices of those might go up if someone wants to make a buck or two or more money off of them for whatever reason. But I think, you know, in general, older cards wear out quicker than newer cards because of use. And I think this was a good idea on NVIDIA's part to really enforce that they're not, you know, here for you to buy their gaming cards and use them for crypto. You can buy their crypto card thing for that. So maybe this will make it easier for everybody that's trying to build a new PC to, you know, get a hold of these cards and use them for what they're supposed to be used for. And I want to talk about Twitch for a little bit, which this on its own sentence can sound like, oh no, what happened? Because these things happened on Twitch. But this is actually a really, really good thing. There's been a push lately to get a trans hashtag on Twitch. There, I think there was even, I signed like a, I can't remember what it was. I can't think of the right word right now, but one of those where you sign this if you agree kind of things. And so I, you know, clicked on that and... Uh, a little bit later, has nothing to do with me actually clicking on it, but a little bit later, Twitch tweeted this on May 21st, 2021 on Twitter and wrote this. We had planned to share this next week, but we've heard a lot of you talking and we want to make sure the record is clear. Next week, we'll be adding 350 plus new tags to celebrate yourself and your community. Their second tweet attached to this says, we'll have tags related to gender, sexual orientation, race, nationality, ability, mental health, and more. And they have a whole blog here talking about it. And it's there's going to be 350 tags. Some of them include, and I'm reading the blog post now, uh, tags related to gender, sexual orientation, race, nationality, ability, mental health, and more. The list of tags include transgender, black, disabled, veteran, and VTuber, I don't know what a VTuber is, but I guess it's important enough to have a tag. I'll look it up later. Among many others, uh, Twitch says we will remove references to ally from the LGBTQIA plus tag and are instead creating a standalone ally tag. These additions won't change how tagging works and are completely optional. They simply give creators more choices. And they actually noted you know, the push for the transgender tag. We'd like to thank our trans community for originally requesting the transgender tag and for their passion and persistence in pursuit of that request. This has been one of the most popular requests we've heard. And the simple truth is that we should have done this sooner. And then there's more details in there as well. But the really interesting thing in here, there's a, to me, there's a lot of interesting things. Now, I'm non-binary. Some of you already know this. So that puts me under LGBTQ. And I'm totally happy with that. And... I've noticed from reading a lot on Twitter from people who were super interested in the transgender tag that they wanted one of these because it makes it easier for people who are transgender to find streamers who are transgender that they're probably going to relate to in some way. And so you can kind of, you know, find your people, so to speak, I guess is kind of how that works. And I, th I think it's a good idea. I think it's a really good idea to have that. All of the other ones, of course, are equally important. People need to find their communities. And so Twitch is going to make this a little bit easier. Now, that doesn't mean everybody's going to just go into their niche and never look at any other streamers again. But in some cases, it feels good to have people who are streaming that are similar to you in some way that you can relate to. And I think that's great. The ally thing... There's a lot of people that think that A in LGBTQIA means ally, but it doesn't. It means asexual, which is something some people are, but people think it means ally. So they're using it thinking that. And then when someone comes on Twitch thinking, oh, 
that streamer. That streamer's using the LGBTQIA plus tag, so they must be somewhere in there, and I'll go watch them and then find out that they're they're not actually part of the community. They're just an ally of the community, which isn't a bad thing at all whatsoever. But it can be confusing. So Twitch is giving you a tag for an ally tag in there as well, which I think is kind of cool. And if you want, you can read their entire blog from Twitch. There's a lot of words. Twitch is very wordy for some reason. There's a whole lot in there. And it looks like they're going to go, whoever on Twitch is going to go live on May 26th, 9.30 a.m. PST to speak more about the tags and address as many questions from chat as they can. So I think that's kind of cool. And I also think it's kind of cool that they're releasing some of these uh, you know, LGBTQIA tags right before Pride Month so that if you're, you know, trying to incorporate it, that into your streaming because you feel that fits you well, you can do it. And it's kind of neat. So there's that. I think it's cool. Anything we could open up to be more inclusive, the better. Especially in like gaming type stuff where it's been hard to be included in many ways. Like I'm, I'm old. Okay. I remember going to arcades as a kid and putting my quarter up on the, on the, you know, the, the box basically. <laughs> and, um, you know, waiting for next. And I was the only girl in the arcade at the time. And I got bothered by boys that were bigger than me. Cause I'm tiny. Even then I was tinier and, uh, having to literally in some cases fight my way to actually get my turn. So that's how things started like in real life, in person kind of fighting, not just on the internet fighting, which can be, you know, devastating to people as well, but you know, that's how it goes. And I'm, I'm really enjoying seeing how many, you know, how many women are streaming and are playing video games today and how many kids grew up thinking it was completely normal for anyone to play video games. And I'm, I'm glad we've gone far with that as someone who's lived through all of this stuff. And I'm glad that we're, you know, Twitch is going to acknowledge all these different groups that need to be acknowledged and to make it easier for people to find their group. So there's that. I'm going to switch tactics now and talk about World of Warcraft, which I play sometimes. I have played for a while, but here's a few things. So Blizzard CS is talking about harassment, and this is the Blizzard CS Americas account, and they posted this on May 14, but I don't think I saw it until like right before I set up the show notes here. And they're doing a monthly, they did a monthly spotlight covering harassment. It says know what to do if you're being harassed in game and how to address ongoing harassment here. And there's a link to a forum on Blizzard and it's got a World of Warcraft logo on it. So I think that they're specifically focusing on World of Warcraft for that and not any of their other games with this particular post and uh it's just if you feel like you've been harassed this is a thing to look at it's a resource and you can look at that and say okay so if that happens to me here's what i do and uh you know maybe that'll help in addition uh the world of warcraft account uh tweeted that the dark portal reopens june 1st that's the wow classic burning crusade coming out and the launch date will be June 1st. There's a tiny little video that goes with that tweet, but it doesn't say a lot or show you a lot more. If you've played World of Warcraft for a very long time, you have some idea of what the Burning Crusade is going to be. Um, it is my understanding that if you were playing classic, you can have your character stay in classic or you can move that character to Burning Crusade, but I don't think you could be in both at the same time and and I'm normally play Diablo games so I haven't really looked into this much but if I decide to keep playing Burning Crusade 
or world classic, you know, I, I'm not going to move right to Burning Crusade because I missed most of classic when it was out originally. I had like maybe two weeks before it switched to Burning Crusade. So I'd like to just run around in classic for a while if I can find the time to do so and then eventually move over to Burning Crusade. And I don't care if I'm the last one in or whatever. It's it's fine by me. And there is also from World of Warcraft from May 6th, there's a whole blog post about Burning Crusade and you have to make a choice beginning on May 18 after each regional scheduled maintenance the Burning Crusade classic pre-expansion patch will be released and each character must choose whether to advance onward to Burning Crusade move to a classic era realm or use the character clone service to play in both games oh I guess you can do both so there's more information on that if you're interested in trying to figure out which one you want to go with or both I suppose I did not know there was a both and I think that's pretty much it for this episode I'm hoping I made sense as I said I just got the vaccine and today I was a little bit feverish but well enough to at least do this show you have been listening to episode 308 of The Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as on as on the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your thoughts, contributions, questions, and feedback to our Twitter at Shattered Stone or Facebook, facebook.com slash Shattered Soulstone. Thank you for listening. Do 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 do